When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Massive weekend in rugby in New Zealand, the final of the Women's Rugby World Cup. Everybody knows that. Uh, we know it's England, we know it's New Zealand. It's the final everyone was predicting and it's here. But both had pretty stern tests in the semi-final both from the Canadians and the French. Now, joining us for a reasoned British perspective, Becky Gray from the BBC joins us. Uh, Becky, I know you've been here a while, but uh, from us, welcome to New Zealand. Uh, it's been a good old tournament, hasn't it? It has been amazing. And like you said, those semi-finals, they were just incredible, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I just it was hard to believe being there, Eden Park, Women's Rugby World Cup semi-finals, and they both delivered, didn't they? Massively, just just massively. Now, I know you've followed the game. Before we talk about this week, actually, in this tournament, I want to go back back to your home country and just the the historical nature of women's rugby in England. When did the switch turn? When did the fun start coming in? When did the contracts start being a bit more realistic for, for the women athletes in rugby and then transferred into this success that we've seen? Yeah, so it was 2019 that England got their full-time 15s contract. Um, So who knows, it might have been you guys beating us up in a final again in 2017 that that finally did it and made the RFU say, right, we need to fund these women. Um, So they've been around 30 players. It sort of goes up and down, but they've been full-time since 2019. And I guess this record run that they've been on 30 tests in a row, it's just the fruits of that really that they've all been able to give up their other jobs and focus on rugby full time the thing that i applaud england rugby in doing is they made the investment and then said the results would come whereas there's some commentators here that just say get the results and then we'll fund you it's the wrong way around i mean it feels that way to me it is tricky because the england women's rugby program is loss making it's still loss making um they do, the attendances are going up. So we had record attendances in the last six nations of around 15,000. And they've got this massive ambition to sell out Twickenham. And I guess if they sell out Twickenham at some point, that's 80,000 tickets and that's a profit. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they are, they are just throwing money at it and the results are coming and that's what it is. They just believe that, you know, at some point it will pick up enough that, that it will make money. I'm always loath to differentiate between the men's and the women's game, but they have very different models, very different basis models. But I find myself and people when they watch men's rugby, it's fueled with expectation, joy, sort and disappointment, and and that sort of thing in rugby. In the women's rugby, it's filled with joy and celebration. Still competitive, still hard, but it's mm-hmm. a different emotional set attached to the women's game that that I'm seeing. Yeah, I think you're right. And like we've seen the Black Ferns 
bring that, haven't we, especially, and they talk so much about having their music on around the ground. Um, I think what's so nice about the England team is that all the players have got really strong personalities. Like They're interesting people to speak to. Like you say, they're good fun. Um, they've got really interesting backstories. So for me, that's the thing that really gets me into women's rugby is kind of the stories from the players and how personally inspiring I find all these women because they are just, at the end of the day, they are impressive athletes, but they're really impressive women as well. I've talked to guys that have coached both men and women in a variety of sports and pretty much to a person they say women athletes are so much more coachable and that they listen and they implement and I think that's borne out by the the improvement in in the English team as you say they're on an absolute tier no one seems to be able to beat them and then the very quick mm-hmm. turnaround of the Black Ferns in the space of 12 months to get performances on there admittedly some of the best coaches that New Zealand's got has been thrown at the Black Ferns the rate of improvement and the rate of improvement in the game and the spectacle over the last two or three years has been unreal but we're nowhere near the potential no, exactly. And that's the really nice thing about this England team. And that's why you know, a lot of obviously English people would like to see them win because you'd like to see that that investment, you know, it, it's just a basic equation, invest in it, win a World Cup. Like that makes sense. Why wouldn't everyone do it? Um, it's so interesting you talk about the coachable things. So obviously, England's main weapon has been their line out. And mm. uh, England's line out coach, Lewis Deacon, he came from men's rugby. The thing he said as soon as he arrived, he's been in the England setup since last August, so like August 2021. First thing he said when he arrived, he's like, I've just ripped apart their line out, given them a completely new one, and they've got it already. Like they just got it instantly. So, um, so yeah, that is something I've heard before that, yeah, I don't know, for whatever reason, you're right, they are very coachable. We saw with the Black Ferns uh, through Paul play um, incredible backline potency, run and gun, very expressive, exciting game. And then we saw in the French semi final, uh, Portia Woodman just about unemployed, uh, partly because I think New Zealand changed the game plan and France uh, developed a good defensive structure. Um, it's, I, I don't know what they're going to go at England with because England. Speaking in general terms, forward dominated, rolling malls off line outs, that sort of thing. New Zealand play wide, run and gun. It's a clash of styles, but I feel like both will ease those styles a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting, isn't it? I actually spoke to Emily Scarrett earlier this week at England Centre, and she described it as a rogue game of chess. I thought I could not put that better. (laughs) It's just going to be... Like, who knows what... I honestly have no idea what kind of game rugby we're going to see on Saturday because, yes, England are forwards dominated, but at the same time, they actually do have an incredibly talented back line. They just haven't massively used it this World Cup and you sort of think, are they holding that back? Are they going to suddenly deploy it? Like you said, are the Black Ferns going to completely change what they're doing? I, I, I just think... Yeah, it's got the potential to be a classic World Cup final just because of that, doesn't it? I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. You'd have to say the blueprint for winning a Rugby World Cup final, and we've we've seen them in the men's game, we've seen them in the women's game, it's not the expressive game. It's not the go-wide game. It's, it's winning inches rather than metres, and it's all of that grind, grind, grind. And that's the blueprint mm. that England have built their success on. So going into this game... 
they can revert to type, they can revert to DNA without too much of a change. My concern for the black ferns is, from what you've seen, have they got enough to combat that and still be expressive enough to win the final? Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And going yesterday, I was in Black Ferns camp, I was in England camp, and going straight from one to the other, it's so interesting to see how differently they're approaching this game. The Black Ferns are completely in the occasion. You know, like they've sold out their home stadium, they're going to have this amazing crowd, what an opportunity, kind of painting themselves as the underdogs. And you go into England camp, and their messages, we're treating it like any other game. We know what we're doing. Like you said, we're just going to carry the ball forward. That's what we're doing. And it doesn't matter if it's a World Cup final or a friendly, that's how we're playing. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the really interesting thing is, um, you know, does the occasion carry the Black Ferns over the line or do England just grind them down? Um, And like I said, I have absolutely no idea what the answer will be which is what makes it such a good one isn't it yes well I'm not going to ask you for a prediction but I do want to ask you we're we're talking to Becky Gray out of the BBC in the UK but currently in New Zealand what's the feedback you're getting from your colleagues and rugby folk back in the UK about what's happening down here in the World Cup I think everyone's obviously massively excited so England have got the next one in 2025 and I think seeing the run the Black Ferns have been on and how New Zealand have got behind them is getting everyone really excited for that tournament. Um, Being completely honest, it's been a bit of a tricky one because of the time difference. Mm. So I think it's really going to pick up this week um, because it will be 6.30 in the morning UK time, which, you know, isn't as bad as some of the other matches that have been in the middle of the night. So, yeah, it, it will pick up. I think everyone is just just massively impressed by this side, but that's almost a strange thing, isn't it, that they've been on this record-breaking 30-test winning run. But, you know, if they don't win the World Cup final, they'll be massively disappointed in themselves. Um, so I think everyone just really hopes that they'll they'll get this one last one. And then they can lose all the games they like before 2025, can't they? It's fine <laughs> as long as they get this one. My final comment, and this might be just being a bloke from a little country on the other side of the world, when the when the World Cup final starts and there's the singing and there's the anthems and there's the haka and then there's the game, my knowledge that there will be millions of people around the world watching little old New Zealand with 40,000 people in the stand watching a Women's Rugby World Cup, not looking at the scoreboard, I'm going to be proud of that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what matters, isn't it? Um and I think actually that hacker will be such a special moment just for those girls in the Black Ferns team to just have a full Eden part behind them whilst they do their hacker. Like, yeah, it's just me goosebumps just saying it. You're totally right. Whatever the result is, it, it's been a really special tournament and New Zealand have done it amazingly for sure. History's being made, Becky. I feel like history's being made. It's the biggest World Cup that there's been and um, it's going to be awesome that you guys are holding the next one as well. I I thank you for your time today and uh, you sound like you're having a good week. You'll be on the edge of your seat cheering for white jerseys. We'll be on the edge of our seat cheering (laughs) for black jerseys. But if anything, this tournament has shown us is that women's rugby is alive and well. It's still improving and it's a game to get behind. I've absolutely loved it. So, uh, Becky, thanks so much for your time today. Enjoy the rest of your time in New Zealand. No problem. Thanks very much.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.